Before we start the Owls AmeriCast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent, I want you all to take a moment. Close your eyes. Breathe in. Breathe out. Imagine a world where Sheffield Wednesday are just slightly, marginally, minusculely less shit. And they might be in the championship next season. I'm your host, Jerry Badernostro. Um, I had my second COVID shot today. So I was reliably informed by the person administering the shot that I should drink plenty of water. Uh, beer is mostly water. And like, look, I'm not doing this podcast sober this week of all weeks. But I'm not trying to be a hero, much like anyone on the Sheffield Wednesday squad. So my vaccination site was 10 minutes from 12% Beer Project. So I picked up a bunch of stuff there. Uh, and one of the beers I got was their uh, American Snappy Lager. It's their house lager that they brew for, for themselves. It's quite nice, by the way. And only 5% ABV. I might have a second one. We'll see how the evening goes. Joining me as we preview, review the second, the penultimate Sheffield Wednesday fixture and preview the final game of the season. It's Patty Jones. Patty, what are you drinking? Good evening, Jeff. Uh, I have a quite large old fashioned on the go. Um, I started with a glass of wine at dinner time. Uh, I've had a few uh, bourbon and cokes or whiskey and cokes uh, while I've been um, in between dinner and now. Uh, I've been rocking out on my guitar. I'm in the best mood ever uh because i just i've been drinking and playing guitar and i feel like a little bit like a little bit of hope seeps into my brain oh no uh, this, might be the, this might be the most positive Patty. i'm ever gonna be <laughs> all right to, to eliminate all those possibilities in new england it's justin disorder justin what are you drinking hey jeff hey don't forget i came into this season as the optimistic one i'm <laughs> sure sure i could find that somewhere hey so i'm really excited this week i'm drinking uh something called Aquatic Brewery, which is open in my town. Um, very, uh, just opened up. They're, they're serving uh, growlers, uh, refillable growlers, and uh, I believe they're called crowlers, the large cans, Yes. Um, to go. This is their uh, Pie in the Sky Coffee Stout, which is a collaboration with the Pie in the Sky Coffee Shop in Woods Hole, which is this beautiful, cute little uh, coffee shop in the middle of Woods Hole, which is a, if you've never been to Woods Hole, like, Recommend everybody across the world spend a little time there. It's beautiful. It's a take on their Woods Hole Oatmeal Stout, um, but now it's a coffee stout. Obviously, it's 7%, little mocha flavor. It's really good. I'm really excited to have these guys started up in my town from, you know, kind of nothing. And it looks like it's off to a good start. Can I just mention that growlers <laughs> in England were not <laughs> a thing? Like, if you see a growler... A growler to an English person, especially a northern person, they would think you're talking about a 70s style bush fanny. Mm -hmm. uh, they would not think you're talking about something you put beer into. Uh, a growler is a, a grizzly uh, old <laughs> vagina. <laughs> so when I came into when I came to England, the first time I saw the word the term growler uh, was in South Carolina, my uh, father-in-law's like um, uh, house, and they've got like a, a a beer store there, and it's called Growlers. I was like, why have they named a shop after a, an old fanny? <laughs> In the English sense of the term, I think that's another thing, fanny and, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I want to explain to English people back home, a growler is something you put beer in in America. It's not it's a large what you jug. think it is. It's a large jug, maybe usually 64 ounces. Yeah, maybe usually. Yeah. Uh, that you can refill. 
back take back to the brewery and refill the beer in it. It's a fantastic invention, but incredibly named. Uh, as you can tell, we don't really have an agenda. You know, <laughs> you know what we usually do on this show, and I guess we'll we'll muddle through. Does anyone actually want to talk about the forest game? We have to, Jeff. I- it's our duty. Everyone, <laughs> go ahead, Patty. It's, the floor is yours. Uh. <laughs> Okay, well, first of all, I appreciate not just being thrown into the lion's den like this. Um, I the, the overall thing for me in the forest game yeah, was so what's the your lack... talking point? We usually do that. Yes, sorry, that was a weird jumping off point. Intensity, mm. intensity is the word that I want to use because uh, I was watching the uh, Luton Rotherham games afternoon, uh, which is obviously something no one would want You're to do usually. Out. Yeah, um, but what kept getting mentioned in that game is intensity. It was an, it was an intense game. It wasn't full of quality it wasn't full of necessarily great moments uh it was back and forth it was a nil nil draw obviously at the end of it if you if you watched the results after that i'm sure you were if you're a wednesday fan um but intensity is it was a key that used by sky sports commentator over and over again and i couldn't help reference back to that forest game that we had on saturday morning because there was no intensity at all there's been no intensity watching wednesday for months now um even against Cardiff when we won 5 0, it was a good performance. It was a quality assured performance. Don't get them wrong. But intensity is not a word I would ever use to describe this Sheffield Wednesday team. And it's what's lacking in this relegation fight. Uh, Rotherham have zero quality. I would almost say we have better quality players than Rotherham, which I know is a stretch if you think of what we've got on show at the moment. Um, Luton Town, we probably got better players than them. Uh, but they're mid table, they are overperforming. But what they have is energy. They have organization in bucket loads. Nathan, is it Nathan Jones? The, the Nathan thing? Jones. Yeah. yeah. We, I've been talking him up all year, Patty. Team spirit, yeah. right? Team spirit, organization, effort, yeah. intensity. We have got zero of those things. That's <laughs> all you need to be mid-table in the championship, really. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so, that's how Coventry stayed up. Coventry has stayed up. with they, Coventry might have the second least amount of talent in the whole league. But they are safe and they have been safe for a little bit because of that. All those things we lack. Patty, you're right. I, I was going to argue when you said the last couple of months. But you know what? We've seen moments of individual intensity. We've seen individual performances. I think Josh Winness has been bringing intensity recently. I don't think that last game was an example of that. But, you know, some players, Bannon has had a couple of good games. Hutch has had some moments. Like people are bringing individual moments of intensity, but it's not. You're, you're absolutely right. Where every game is just my, my first notes were don't want to concede dot, 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 but we need to score question mark exclamation <laughs> point. Like we were so content to just sit around all game that forest didn't give a fuck. <laughs> no, they and they still not. should have beaten us. No, they did not. And they still should have put a couple past us. Just look at the, the amount of times we pass back to the goalkeeper with no power. Um, this passing back and forth, I appreciate that this is the new style we're trying to put forward, but the players that are in those positions that we've said this before in the past, they, they can't cope with it. So the, the penalty incident was a terrible, terrible, terrible header by Adam Reach, who had a dreadful game. Uh, and I can't, I, I want to once pause on this for a second before I go to penalty. Adam Reach on Saturday had me pulling my hair out because he, he looks lackadaisical at the best of times. 
Saturday, it just like he didn't want to be there. He got into positions, and I, 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 it's, it's a slightly controversial point. I, I get this because people weren't picking him out as the, the worst performer. I'll get onto the worst performer after this, actually, um, which I think some people, everyone will agree on. Uh, but Adam Reach Saturday was the epitome of what Adam Reach has been this season. He gets into good positions and does nothing with it. And when he's in defence, when he's supposed to be in defence, he's not in defence. And it leaves Berner exposed and hopeless. Berner has been hopeless, but he's been terribly exposed for most of his last six, seven games when Adam Reach is playing left, left wing back. Uh, so for me, Adam Reach had a terrible game. Um, the pass back to Westwood put Westwood in a terrible position. It was still a mistake by Westwood. I'll hold my hands up and say that he was at fault for that. But if Adam Reach had put more fucking power on the header in the first place, not even gone to pass it back, it would not have been Westwood in that situation to make the penalty. Um, so well, the, the whole thing was a comedy errors, right? Wasn't it a shitty pass from Burner yeah. to Westwood who gave the shitty pass to, to Reach, yeah. uh, R- Reach, who gave a shitty header back? Like, it was just, uh, I, I uh, don't know how we can... So someone in the WhatsApp group today, people saying, if this is our style to pass out from the back, and Jeff, you mentioned this is the thing now in League 1-2, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how much it is. Passing out from the back requires some level of skills and talent from your defense. Um, yes, but it also have. requires a, a willingness to make quick decisions and mm. a willingness for other players to put in work rate and move without the ball into positions where you can make quick passes. So it, it's a systemic issue. It's not just that our back line and defensive midfield aren't great on the ball, which they aren't. It's that they're not given obvious outlets either no true but also when they get the ball they panic and they do bad <laughs> things with it yeah so i was i was uh i was so glad i went to the floor factory on saturday so we, we, we weren't going to go um and we were touching up back and forth we had i had one other guy come with me craig uh hawk who's a new zealand uh, guy who lives in new york again random things he's a Hardcore Wednesday fan being there seven thirty in the morning, Saturday in New York, and I was so glad I went to New York because uh, they it was an outlet for me. It was like a primal screen therapy. I could not have watched that match at my home at seven thirty in the morning. I would have woken the entire fucking house up. I was enraged. I was <laughs> fucking so angry. Probably the angriest I've been all season because Forest, like I said, they were they were there for the taking. They didn't give a shit, and neither did we. That's what I was like. I was like, my mind was blown. Like, why? What are you doing? Why are you so, like, la- like laissez-faire about this? I mean, it could, no because they're, it could be because they're not getting paid, Patty. Well, that's what came up. Yeah. So, yeah. right. Let's talk about later. Let's talk about the news section because I think that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, sorry, at the time, I was so annoyed. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Because no one seems bothered about this other than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like smashing well, my face. <laughs> I do want to make a point here that we'll, we'll tie into that. We can get into more details in the new section. And you have a decision to make. How, like, If you're not aware, if Wednesday beat Derby and Rotherham loses or draws against Cardiff, Wednesday, some fucking how, some fucking way, will be in the championship next season. They will stay up. Uh, amazingly. They should, by all rights, be safe by now if they could put in any of performances in the last half dozen games. What do you do? Like, I was at the point where I'm just like, play the kids. At least they might 
like they're playing for something and they might give a shit and whatever being a professional footballer and Wednesday shirt for the last few years hasn't like beaten all the joie de vivre out of them but I think there is a thing where it's like well it's hard to ask them to give a fuck when it's not clear the club gives a fuck about them you're right uh I mean you should still have pride in your work but well it's it's, you know it is a it goes back to that PTSD thing we mentioned about earlier in the in the in the in the in the season podcast I think everyone those players is suffering with post-traumatic post-traumatic stress and the fact that they have had such terrible organization above them in the fact that we have four managers now and another manager's now on death's door with covid <laughs> that's, that's pneumonia uh and it's it's discombobulating how could you focus on your job with so much chaos above you uh and how could you be devoted to a company or a, a, a sports team that doesn't appear to value you enough to pay you your wages uh, or to offer you another contract or to tell you at the end, or we'll talk about it at the end of the year. Why would you care uh, about this company when it's treated so badly over the last how many years of the contract you've been on to? Well, that's, this is 100%. You're right. We talked about it either last week or two weeks ago. So they're done. They're finished. You know, we're finished. Everybody, we just, we just all want it to end it's uh it's it's pretty ugly you know to to see the the lack of effort i i started to make a i guess you'd call it a hit list if you will um and i decided to (laughs) stop because that's really not fair but i started to make a list of players that play for sheffield wednesday that i never ever ever (laughs) want to watch play football again some of them are good players i'm just sick of watching them play Football. I don't Let's get it out. Let's get it out. I, I did this. I remember on Twitter. This about about a month or so ago. Where I said never see people play again for Wednesday. So uh, let's get yeah. it out. Let's let's do it. The primal scheme for Who do you want, never want to see Wednesday play again? All of them. All of them. Like, <laughs> I, no, no, no. It's a long no, hit I'm list. Not, yeah, no. I don't even want to get into it because honestly, it's not. It's not even fair for me to say to these players who who, as we know, as we just discussed, have gone through. They they've had such a shitty shitty situation with this football club with the global pandemic with everything over the last blank period of time i don't even want to pick on them and and give them i don't have see it was funny you were saying you know you were so mad i've been done being mad for months man it's it's just you know it's I go in waves. I go in waves. I think yeah. um, when we lost four one, yeah. Q- when we lost four one to QPR, I was just out. Nothing. That was I felt, ugly. I, I felt nothing. Ugly. I was like, "We're done. This is done." But when we're still in it with a week to go against Forest, and we're not even trying still, that was that's that's, in, that's what's enraging, and that's what it's like. We've been handed this over and over again. You keep getting handed to yourself another opportunity to fucking get out of this mess. Rotherham's lost 17 games in hand at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Rotherham are fucking wasting opportunities more than we are. Uh, But uh, that's down to their schedule. And it's down to the fact that they've played, I think about today, they've played 11 games in 33 days, Rotherham's played. So one in three they're playing games uh, in the last 33 days, which it's got to take a toll. There's no way that they could keep that. Left foot up, and it showed today in today's Luton game. The second half, they were dead. They they had nothing in the second half, and that's why I think we've got a chance against uh, against. Well, not chance against Derby. We got a chance Saturday because I think Rotherham are dead. 
They are they are more dead than we are. We are dead. Darby are dead. Darby is dead. <laughs> it's, it's like fucking it's like what it's like the Walking Dead finale. As, as Joe Cram pointed out on Twitter, we are the informed team of the three. It's <laughs> scary as that so is got, to think about. In the land of zombies, we got one hand still waving from the floor. <laughs> it's like it's it's awful. It's what a what a ridiculous end of the season. Can can I mention something that I actually really enjoyed from the, this last game? And I'd like to give a sure. general season-long shout-out. Yeah, we'll throw a little positivity in. Uh, one little thing that I have enjoyed all year, but it's just so different. You know, you don't feel like talking about it. But uh, the shithousery of Callum Patterson <laughs> is heartwarming. It's fucking heartwarming. So do you guys see the play where he knocked the ball away from the goalie? Where Sam, Samba makes a catch, right? And he makes a... Makes a save I'm on a corner. I think it was a corner because everybody was up there. And he starts to do the thing where he runs up to throw the ball. The sideways low sling. You start it off your back hip and you bomb it forward. And Patterson just reaches out and knocks the ball out of his hand. <laughs> and the goalie, Samba, loses his shit. Loses his shit running to the official, arms in the air, barking. And the ref just points. Free kick, fine. It's a foul. Patterson goes back up the field. And so, first of all, that's hilarious. I, I was laughing. No more than 30 seconds later, like on the ensuing play, was when somebody tried to, I believe the guy megged uh, Patterson. And Patterson just threw a hip hip into him, <laughs> threw a gorgeous hip check that sent the guy flying. Patterson's like, oh, almost I'll every game of the season. <laughs> Passing hip so, checks to my highlights this season. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I honestly, I'm sure if we have to talk about player of the year again, I don't know. But I'm after after that game, I'm, I'm thinking of Patterson just for the shit house. We, 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 ha- we haven't seen it since the days of Ross Wallace. And you, you need some good, enjoyable shit. You lose it over the throwing as well in the first half. That was a bizarre instance. Like it was a throwing in the first half, which he thought should have been ours it clearly wasn't ours yes <laughs> and he was enraged by it i was like show that passion and channel it into some kind of a goal please <laughs> well somebody was it was it nancy at the athletic some somebody raised the point that last the last game felt like one of the first games where there was a lot of desperation where you know i think she mentioned baz screaming at people and you know she she said it felt it didn't feel any different to me than the last <laughs> handful but you know, it's still people. I think they mentioned against today. So short tempered. Yeah, I was reading the reading the athletic earlier on today, and, uh, and that's what another point I wanted to mention is Bannon's leadership skills. Uh, he's um, what, what leadership skills exactly? Uh, the, the, I think the, one of the um, headlines for the athletic article this week was "For fuck's sake, Josh," <laughs> because that's what he shouted at Windass when he tried to play a, a, like a crossfield ball, and it went out. Uh, and you've seen it before. We mentioned him uh, berate uh, other players on the team before. It's a leadership. It's a leadership quality I don't aspire to in as, as, as a senior manager in my job. <laughs> but uh, I don't uh, think it like it's. I don't know if anybody's going to listen to anybody. There is the problem too. I don't think he has any other tool in his bag at this point except screaming at them. Yeah, but that's what he's volume. always uh, done. Yeah. That's sure. why he shouldn't have been captain. You know. But it speaks volumes that that's the only captain we've got available, though. I mean, I mean, th- this is th- there's a bigger thing here I want to talk about about how people reacted to the Westwood penalty save too. So Bannon clearly cares for this club. I'm not going to doubt that about him. It's how he um, expresses that care as a captain and a leader. 
I don't think is necessarily um, helping the team as a whole. Um, and it's not necessarily his fault. I think we've got no leadership in the entire dressing room. Maybe Shea Dunkleber has been injured for the entire season. Maybe Dominic Kaiafa is some respect. Maybe Liam Palmer, maybe Kieran Westwood. They've all had their issues. They're all either coming in or out. I think Bannon was the right choice at the time for a captain. But I don't think he's respected. I don't think people respect Bannon as a, as a captain and as a leader. I think people respect him as a player, but his, his uh, techniques of leadership is just frustration and anger. That's not the way to motivate your team. Uh, and he's shown it too often. He's got a short temper. Um, and it's not going to work in League One. Uh, one thing I will say, and it's a slight pivot to the Westwood penalty, and it's similar to that kind of stuff, is that Bannon was the first guy to congratulate Kim Westwood for saving that, saving that penalty. It was a fantastic save. It was a fantastic set penalty save to make up for his error in the first place. Banner was the first player to run over to him and slap him in the back going, yes, Kieran, we fucking saved that, great. There was one other player that congratulated Kieran Westwood on that penalty save. This is the most important save of our season. And only one other player came up to Kieran Westwood after that penalty save and slapped him on the hand. That was uh, Callum Patterson. Everybody else didn't even react. It was like... What about their business? Nothing had happened. It was like Palmer was two feet away from Kieran Westwood. Didn't even say hello. Didn't even say thumbs up. Just looked in the direction. Andre Green on the on the on the box didn't move. Kareem Harris on the box didn't move. Did not. It did not elicit anything from most of that fucking team. And that's what says more than anything about this team is that either everyone hates Kieran Westwood or which everyone is, which hates Sheffield Wednesday. Also possible. <laughs> it could be both. It's it's an awful. It's an awful yeah, atmosphere. Yes, you can yes. tell this is an awful fucking team spirit an awful team yeah the whole thing stinks if we survive this it'd be a fucking miracle <laughs> man this this fucking podcast is deja vu all over again mm. we get served the same and same we get served the same <laughs> yeah. stuff there's more and more evidence for everything we've been like thinking about and talking about over the and last, talking about yeah the last 45 yeah. weeks we just get served the same same evidence that what we're saying is correct that we, we have to observe what we see on the pitch we can't observe what's in the background or what's in the uh going on in the locker rooms we observe on the pitch it's clear right now that there's no team spirit that there's only a couple of people that give a shit and there's clear factions within the dressing room that like and dislike people uh, and that's not going to win you games uh we've got a chance on saturday to at least for 90 minutes fucking get along <laughs> for the sake of the football club for the sake of the fans uh and that's for the what's sake of happen. personal pride Fuck right? yeah. Because yeah. we mentioned that earlier. Like, what is there one fucking motivation to actually give a shit and put something into it? It's that. Have some fucking pride at your job. Right. You don't want to be like, I don't I, your job. I'm not going to go like up and down the roster and see who's been relegated and who hasn't been relegated before as a player. But like, you don't want to be relegated. It's not fun. I mean, clearly they're not having fun. No, but you know how much fun they'll have Saturday night if they win? <laughs> Probably. They just like seem, like a, they seem like a miserable bunch. <laughs> ah, yeah, man. No, they, they are going to get fucked up. Yeah. And they'll be like, we're never going to talk to you again, but <laughs> let's have some fun tonight. Like everyone's leaving party. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's leave yeah, a good exactly. note rather than a bad. It will be everyone's leaving party. A lot of people, other stretch is going to leave. Uh, but you could end as a kind of like a, how, it's been, how it's been going to end for the last six months. Or you can end on a high note. And if you're the captain, you've got to channel what you're saying, or I'm saying, Justin, to say, guys, we don't get along. We've not worked as a team for the last fucking 12 months. 
But this is opportunity to put things right. We've still been given opportunity. You've got to do that rousing fucking <laughs> American sports film, like <laughs> get everyone together moment. And I just hope Bannon's got it in him to do that. And I hope they respect him enough to, do, to get along the, over the line. I mean, Derby and Rotherham are in similar desperate straits than us. We've just got to be better than them. <laughs> I think I said that last week, two weeks ago. We just have to be... Six weeks ago, whatever. Some, oh, some awful team has to be more awful than us. So far, Wednesday have not managed to be just a little less shit. <sighs> All right. Take a break. Come back. We'll do the Wednesday news and preview match day number 46. Support for Owls Americas is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And we have an exclusive offer for our listeners. 20% off plus free shipping with the code OWLS, that's O-W-L-S, at manscaped.com. Justin, so Manscaped hooked us up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit, um, which you can buy from the website. How have you been getting on with it? So first of all, the, the kit itself is pretty cool. It came with a bunch of stuff, boxer shorts, uh, T-shirt, you know, a bunch of accessories. I think Jeff referenced a little bag. So there's a lot of stuff that came with that was good. But the actual device, uh, Patty, the name of it is? Lawnmower 3.0. Yes, all right. handle so, the light. <laughs> so as, as I mentioned on the pod, I play hockey. And what people may or may not know about hockey is that uh, it is a very naked sport. It's a <laughs> sport where you shower after every time you play hockey. So I've seen a lot of naked dudes over the years. <laughs> and probably about 15 years ago, I realized you and, you know, was with a partner. And if you have a partner, like clean yourself up. For your partner he or she or them take care of your business so i started doing that again since i had a uh, maybe not unique but an insight into the grooming habits of a variety of men um, <laughs> i was aware that i was one of the first people to do this uh, that i knew so i mentioned that to say that i've had a lot of experience with grooming down there and uh the lawnmower 3.0 with something special is as good as i've ever used so Thumbs up and people that's capital O, capital W, capital L, capital S uh, to get the same type of deal that we got. Two thumbs up. Highly recommend it. That's great. I mean, we've got some experience. I mean, most of you have been on this podcast have had zero experience. So I'm glad, Justin, you've seen a lot of dicks and you've seen a lot of balls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so and I'm a hairy man. That's, so and that this, is this was the a ultimate product for me. I mean, if Manscaped's listening to the advert, I mean, we have fucking sold at least 20,000 already today. So if you are listening, get toast off your free and free shipping with code OWLS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com, and use code OWLS. Uh, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. And as we mentioned in the first half of the show, it was reported once again this week that 
Wednesday players have not been paid or not fully paid for the month of April. It is now May. <laughs> so I have... <laughs> We've heard the chairman's explanation for this. It has to do with the, the transfer of money or whatever. My question is, at a certain point, what is the EFL doing? Allowing this to continue? That's a scary thing, right? Because yeah. I've seen a few rumors on Twitter that you can punish teams for not paying their players. <laughs> I mean, so, you should yeah. be able to, probably, one would think. There's a, there's a, there's a very real possibility we could uh, save ourselves from relegation on Saturday and then get a points deduction to go down afterwards for not paying our players on time. Uh, again, that is pure pure speculation. Uh, either way, it does explain some of the apathy we're seeing in the team. Um, if literally they're expecting to get paid on the Friday, which is what I heard, and the Saturday they're playing football and they haven't been paid, um, it doesn't necessarily scream something that I want to stay at this club for and give my all. Uh, even if it's... Uh, we spoke a lot about mental strength in this podcast, right? You might feel the forefront of your brain, I've got to try and get over this obstacle of the, the fact that my company aren't paying me right now. It's annoying me. But what matters is on the pitch. You can think that and you can say that in the press and you can be that kind of person to go, I'm trying, I'm going to give my all. But your, your back of your brain is going, fuck these guys. <laughs> and like, your body, that translates your body. It, it translates to those 50-50 challenges. It translates to those, will I make it to that ball before the defender makes it to the ball? It, it matters in those moments that you're not necessarily conscious for. It's a subconscious. You're not all in. Yeah, no. that's a great point. It's it's you're, You can't be all in if you're not. Like, yeah. we all have we all have jobs. doesn't matter how fucking special your job is. It's still a fucking job. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you've got to be, if you're going to be at your best, you've got to be hundred percent all in. And if you're at a place where you're unhappy and you don't like your coworkers and you're not fucking <laughs> getting paid, how are you going to be all in? Right. There's this idea that like, yeah, oh, like Wednesday fans would, you know, put on the shirt and play for free and like, mm, yeah, maybe, but if I got, for a couple weeks. If I got 25,000 people <laughs> paying whatever 50 quid a head or whatever ridiculous prices they're charging nowadays to come see me play, I want a cut of that. <laughs> and I yeah. have a contract stipulating I get paid a cut of that. I might want to be paid on time. You know, the, the first time it happened, hey, all right, yeah, whatever. Jesus, it's a there's pandemic, COVID, yeah. it happens, right. The second time it happens, you're like, what the fuck? This really shouldn't be an issue. The third time, like maybe transfer two unfit, months' wages man. over next you know, time instead it, of just right, one. Right? You know how to fix the fucking problem, unless it's not a fixable problem. That's it's what's going. No. Yeah. Uh, right. We we honestly we should save that for yeah. next week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is that it. That's a rabbit hole of what the fuck could happen to this club. Let's just go beat Derby and uh, hope that. Uh, Neil Warnock doesn't throw throw the fucking game. <laughs> no, it's, it's McCarthy this time. McCarthy, yes. remember not Warnock. Oh, that's right. Different that's right. Nor- a different northern bastard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I actually, I actually a like different McCarthy. northern bastard that plays a very unpleasant style of football. Yeah, uh, I want to. I think mention something is that um, the last time we didn't play a player, we lost and we didn't try. But we played them the week after, and we won. I can't ah. remember. We won very handsomely. 
it was kind of like a bounce back thing. Maybe Chan Siri is doing the same <laughs> tactics. <laughs> it's like with one hand we give another take. The um, ace in the hole. <laughs> Before we preview the last match of the season, it is the last match of the season. So player of the year voting is open and there's been a groundswell, a grassroots campaign on Wednesday Twitter to vote Jack Marriott as player of the year. <laughs> Justin, you go first. So you've got the you've got the right, opposing so opinion here. We 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 talked. Uh, I think the last time I was on, uh, if not recently, and and the idea really is nobody should be player of the year. When you get relegated, you can't have a player of the year. Um, again, I'll, if I have to, I guess I'll take Callum Patterson for his enjoyable shithousery and overall good effort, um, even if I don't even know what position he plays. But I. I went on and I clicked and I voted for Jack Marriott. Uh, and I thought about it because I thought, and I'm curious to hear exactly your reasoning, Patty, because I did think, well, this is kind of stupid. Um, but at the same time, I was feeling very spiteful. So I went on <laughs> and I voted for Jack Marriott as player of the year out of spite. I was just pissy about the club at that moment. So I understand that there are two sides to this issue. I see where the, you know, as you put a sort of grassroots, hey, let's put a big middle finger up and uh, do this. But I also, you know, I, I can see why it didn't quite feel right. But maybe you can explain why, Patty. No, no. And I feel like that's, you've captured the mood of the fan base, I feel. Um, but I have got some relatively positive news. Is that I feel like <laughs> Spite <that> spiteful. Spitefulness. <laughs> spitefulness and negativity is the mood of the fan base right now. Um, and so my, my counter to that is that it's about timing, right? I feel like if the play of the season was done after the last game of the season, I'm all for fucking it up and protesting and being spiteful and nasty. The thing is, we've got still a game left to win. Um, and one of the most important players on that pitch is Bannon. And he's clearly our player of the season. He's clearly the only player that's tried every... First of all, he's ever-present. He's never been injured yet. So by fucking merit, he should be fucking the player of the season, no matter what he does on the pitch. He's the only one that's Well, that's why it's funny. It is funny, but there's still a game left. Do you think Barry Bannon knows that there's a groundswell of Wednesday Twitterati voting for Jack Marriott? Like, Do you think this even like permeates their... I think he does. Bubble, you think? I don't know how, Maybe. how online these guys are. Yeah, I think he does. I feel like everyone says that they don't affect him, but I mean, you can't avoid it. You really can't avoid it. It's it's there, even with the social media blackout this weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to comment that it's quite funny that at the beginning of the social media blackout on Friday, we had a, a, a grassroots activation to, I mentioned it last week on the podcast too, to go outside Hillsborough for the Forest game actually and chant hi-ho silver lining before the game to kind of like tell the players we're still on the side and it's a good kind of positive supporter thing to do. That was, that was last week. This week we came back from the social media blackout. Everyone's talking about protesting outside of Hillsborough <laughs> uh, against the ownership and to vote for Jack Marriott in the player of the year. Both things, I think a great protest, but do it after the last game of the season, because we still have a fucking chance to win the game. And we need the players to think that we're on their side. We are on their side for this game. We are on their side. And we are still supporters. And that's what my point is here, is that it's complicated. Look, we slag players off in this podcast. I have very clear um, observations and opinions on the Dave Uh But 
right now, it what matters is, is 90 minutes on the pitch against Derby County. Yes, it's at it's at their ground, so it doesn't matter what we're doing at Hillsborough or around that stadium. But it's a gesture. It's the general vibe of social media. It's the general vibe of our fans. We've got to be positive. We've got to almost ignore the last 45 games. <laughs> We've got to say, we've got you back. We want us to win. Uh, some of our fans don't want us to win. Some of our fans want us to get relegated because they think it's going to be a reset. I'm not sure it's going to be a reset. I think it'll be a slow death. Uh, again, that's a that's a conversation maybe I next week. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't totally disagree. Can, can I just say too though, Patty, that I, I think part of where we're missing some of the positivity that that could be there is that every single fucking person listening to this and everybody involved with this club recognizes that if fans were allowed in that stadium, there would be five thousand. Wednesdayites singing and supporting and doing everything they could to carry that team through that game next week. I, I don't think there's any fucking doubting that. Uh, would would many games this year have been ugly from yeah. the, the crowd, both yes. home and away? Absolutely. Right. There's there's no doubting that. But I I know but our yeah, way end, our way know. ground is always positive. Our way stand is always kind of yeah. like chanting tight time. It's like almost American esque in a way that I I yeah, I think we would have been away a few times <laughs> this year <Patty. laughs> but right, right. but oh it, it, so much and and but yeah but but saturday at, at noon kickoff that that away end would be packed people would be sneaking in it it would be it, they would be singing for 90 and it, it would be it would be there so i i you're good good call patty i hope we do all bring that for saturday well if they do manage a win at Pride Park, it'll be the first one in 15 years. Uh, they'll not be Derby away in, in 15 years. Uh, Darren Moore was playing for Derby that day, I saw today, which is a ridiculous stat. I don't know if Derby has won a game in 15 years at this point. <laughs> this time. Uh, no, Al, uh, Al Maplow, I believe he is on Twitter, posted a, a screenshot from, I think he had, he must have had a program or something from the, we had a really cool review of the game. Uh, Tudgay and Best uh, put the goals in. Uh, Captain, there was a nice picture of Captain Lee Bullen waving to the crowd. Tudgay may be our best striking option on this Saturday, too. <laughs> Probably would be, yeah. Uh, what, what did we read? Sturrock didn't even show up? Yeah, Sturrock was a scouting <laughs> mission. Sturrock was a European scouting mission. <laughs> Because that's how, that's how on the beach we were that time. We had no freaking... I, we were mid-table mediocrity, I assume. Stuart was on a European scouting mission uh, the last game of the season. Didn't turn up. Brilliant. Mm. Did, he, did he bring back anybody? <laughs> or we should look at the signings at the following <laughs> season. <laughs> Probably uh, not. So, Justin, what, what do we have to look forward to on Saturday, bright and early? Uh, so, we all know Derby's fucking awful. Uh, they've lost six straight. They are one, three, and ten since the beginning of March. One win, three draws, ten losses since first of March. I'd ask how we're still below them in the table, but I know how we're still below them in the table. <laughs> well, we're we're on, I mean, we, we haven't mentioned it in a while, but like we're if we were a minus six, we're okay, right? <laughs> like 
That's that's got nothing yeah, to do with I the mean, players. That's yes. got nothing to no nothing to do with the players. Sure, the but the they were also out of the draft zone at safe. Christmas. It's like this relegation is fully earned if it happens. Uh, over the course of the season, that that minus six goes way above the players and the coaches. But mm-hmm. anyway, so Darby is worse than us. Um, so this is great. I went to who scored and. There's a great feature of looking at their lineups, and it'll show you how many times they've used a set uh, tactical lineup. Um, and it had been used in a lot of 4-2-3-1, but I know some of that was from before Rooney. So I actually went and looked back at their last six games and looked at sort of the uh, heat maps to figure out, and it shows you average position of play. So in their last six games, they have played a 4-2-3-1. They have played a 4-3-3. They played a 3-4-1-2. They played a 4-1-4-1. They played a 4-4-2. Wayne Rooney has lost his goddamn mind and has no idea what he's doing with this team and is shopping and changing every week. I imagine that Wayne Rooney pictures himself some tactical genius who thinks, we're playing Norwich this week. We'll drop into a low block 4-4-2 and we'll do this. Great, Wayne. It's not fucking video games and it's not working. So Does he know how to counter the uh, Sheffield Wednesday donut formation? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus! No, I mean, who just put knows? three people in the middle of the donut. These these are going to be stuff the donut. Two two bad teams. Um, I will I will say a bit of a break. Christian uh, Bielek has been is one of their best players. Um, really good all around midfielder. He's been out with a knee injury since uh, December. Uh, no, since January. Sorry. The the whole game for us is going to be, aside from trying to score, uh, is going to be stopping uh, Kazim Richards uh, up front. Uh, solid big man striker, likes to bully people. We don't, you know, in the air, we don't have somebody to stop that. I believe Patty talked about that specifically last week. So, um, no, this is going to be too bad teams i i would guess and and i'd be curious what you guys think i would guess that rooney will again i fancy him up. thinking yeah well I, I i think he fancies himself uh you know a real manager i think he's gonna overthink this and say hey they only need to play for the draw and sit back um but that's okay because that, we can't that implies we can score yeah yeah uh, so i i don't know i mean it's gonna be I almost didn't even want to preview this because, you know, it, it, it's not what, what matters. It's, it's what Patty had talked about, about having the intensity. There's, there's no tactics aren't necessarily good. It's, it's going to be who wants to win this more and are we willing to do the things that we can do to beat them? We're a better team than Derby County. I, I'm just flat out stating that we're a better team than Derby County. Statistically, uh, and and currently too. So statistically, we are a better team than Derby County. Statistically, on form, we are more informed than they are too. Um, it is we have to believe in ourselves in order to turn up. Uh, let's so let's talk about us for a little bit. Let's who would you line up against Derby County? For me, I've I've seen enough of the Windass Roads partnership to say that should be the starting partnership because whatever we started up front against Forest did not work. With Patterson on the right wing back and Harris giving away every single fucking ball he had at his feet, uh, Harris should be nowhere near the first team. So I would go with Rose and Windass up front. Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind Patterson as that as that attacking midfield support, the kind of like bulky guy to b- boss people around. I think put Palmer back on the right wing back. Uh, 
bring a Rigidi into that center defensive role. Uh, I don't know how fit JVA is or Dunkley, but if we can get rid of Burner out of that back three, that you would bring be somebody in for this game, though. Yeah, I would. Who have you seen Burner play recently? <laughs> yes, unfortunately, I have. Unfortunately, I have. I, I know this, this is not going to happen, but my bold shout is to get rid of Adam Reach and put Ryan Galvin in at left wing back. Wow. Because I, mean, I don't mind playing the kids here. They might at least get after it. Right. And... Adam Reach is gone. Adam Reach went fucking six months ago. I hate him. I hate Adam Reach more than I hate <laughs> Tom Lees. How about Kadeem Harris? Kadeem, right, Kadeem Harris needs to disappear. For, I, don't hate, I don't hate Kadeem Harris. He tries. So I don't. It, I really do appreciate Kadeem Harris. He's definitely trying to make things happen. He's just in an unfortunate situation where he's in the worst form of his life when we need him the most. He cannot do anything right. That game against the against Forest was so bad. It was hilarious. And the fact that we gave him that free kick at the end to save our fucking bacon was just terrible captaincy. It was terrible leadership. It was terrible management. He should never have been anywhere near that ball. Um, so Harry should be on the bench at the very least. Um uh, so what else, Lee? So I've got the, my defense is basically uh, it's uh, Liam Liam Palmer at right wing back. It's Uragi Day. It's uh, uh, Sam Hutchinson. It's if you can get rid of Burner for um, Galvin. Cal, no, no, Galvin's the left wing back. Galvin's the reach, I think, at left wing back. In the middle, you've got Bannon and Pelpesi because no one else is fit. If your long goes fit, obviously play Mr. Pelpesi. And then you've got the front three of Patterson, Rhodes, and Windass. That's what it's got to be. Uh, and it, if you say it like that, that's a formation we're used to. It's worked in the past uh, to some extent. I mean, I'm not saying it's the best thing we're going to do. It's it, the largest ratio of players that give a shit to players that don't give a shit. And it's 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 round pegs and round holes, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's I feel like the rest the other thing that's not going to happen is that Galvin's not going to start over reach he's not going to drop reach in the last game of the season um, Harris has to get dropped um, I wouldn't mind giving Andy Green another try Green had a terrible game against Forest um, but he has showed more impetus than Harris has over the last few weeks um, so let's talk about the permutations right so that's our setup, everyone should know the permutation by now. If Rotherham win, we're fucked. Rotherham win, we're down. If Derby win, we're down. Derby if we draw, draw, we're down. We're down. Uh, we just need to win, and Rotherham need to not win. That's as simple as you can put it. Uh, and I, I feel like that is a good... Odds. I feel like that's good odds. 538 still thinks we're 80% to go down, which broadly <laughs> feels correct to me. But like, I think I had taken a 20% shot two weeks ago. Well, two weeks ago, they said 97% to go yeah. down. So we are getting better slowly. Um, Everyone else is getting worse. It's good odds. It could be the great escape. See, I'm not even going to call it be. a great escape. It's not a great escape. I will not play the, mu- <laughs> I will not play the music at the end of the podcast. It will be an escape. Oh, it's by no means great. You're right, yeah. Jeff. So, to play my, yeah, it's not a great uh, escape. Yeah. It's a fucking fluky escape yeah. if we do this. Um, but fuck me. What a fucking opportunity. This is like the the friggin' like we're, we're Wiley Coyote. Or we painted the train tunnel on the <laughs> wall. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, there's nothing great about this. Uh, 
You've been listening to episode 138 of the Owls AmeriCast. We're on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Oh, before I do the uh, the outro, Patty, where can people watch Darby against Sheffield Wednesday? Um, well, it's on Sky at Home in the UK. Uh, it's on ESPN Plus in the US. Uh, we will have a meetup at, at New York, so we'll be at the Full Factory um, at 7.30 a.m., I will add. Uh, I will guarantee that Jamie will send me a text in the next 24 hours saying that they'll be at uh, Finn McCool's uh, in New Orleans. Um, if not, they'll find somewhere else in New Orleans that can open for them because that's, I think it's 6.30 in New Orleans time yeah, and they're now behind right. us, right? Yep. Um, uh, my big call to action here is obviously is that America is opening up. People are getting vaccinated. Uh, we can finally start asking people to get in touch with us if they are going to organize a meetup. Owls America's exists because we want people to have support groups and to meet up in bars and to socialize and to bring people together that's the whole point of this podcast unfortunately we've been a podcast only for the last year it's not our main purpose um if you are feeling safe enough and you've got a bar that can do this safe enough uh get in touch with us we can spread the word we can get people to come to your city we can get people to uh tell you they're in your city and we can find a bar for you if you haven't got a bar yet either too. So alzamericas at gmail.com, alzamericas at Instagram, alzamericas at Facebook. Uh, let us know if you're planning to get together. I know it's a shit time. It's 7.30 in the morning. No one wants to go about time. Uh, but we need you. Do it. Give us a shout. And we'll help you spread the word. Hey, anybody in New England can swing by my house. <laughs> yeah. just, Ask me just, let me great. Know first. just let me know first <laughs> if you're in the Falmouth area of uh, New England give Justin a shout alright you have been listening and Jeff no wait Jeff you are fully vaccinated as of uh, Saturday I believe it's two weeks out fairly. Oh, I thought you were fully vaccinated for this week no Are I you? thought I was going to be I couldn't get a thing else. Ah. I will not be there also like it's yeah, I have a 10 month old I don't know if you knew that we should also say uh, we have another baby i save yes uh evan it's uh i'm gonna forget it's lena oc skeletor correct was I born this week he put, he did put the forest game on in the hospital he did not point the screen towards the baby because why would you want to bring her into the world like that but uh yeah we'll see it's be baby's first relegation this weekend but everyone's doing well <laughs> Mother and baby looking lovely. Uh, Evan and, and the whole family back home now. So massive love to those guys. Uh, thanks, to Evan, for hosting last week, two days out from his uh, baby's <laughs> birth. Um, yeah, congrats, guys. All right. Now you have been listening to episode 138 of the Owls AmeriCast. You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. Our podcast intro and bumpers by fellow NCIs Reverend and the Makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. Where you choose to consume the Owls AmeriCast, we ask you rate and review the show to tell us more Wednesdays find our ramblings. Support for the Owls AmeriCast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code OWLS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Justin is on Twitter at New England Owl. All right, Justin. We need a prediction. What happens on Saturday? Rotherham draws. 
and we draw and it, it, it crushes me. It crushes me to say that, but I just, I, I don't, I don't see us winning. I, I hope to God I'm wrong. I'll be there. Patty is on Twitter at New York Owls and at Patty A. Jones. Patty, same question. God, am I? What a fucking day. Um, <laughs> Just be honest. I, ha- I had to be honest, not positive. No, I, I genuinely think that Rotherham are going to draw or lose against Cardiff. Um, they've got to go to Cardiff. I think if Cardiff had fans there, they would definitely lose. I think Cardiff would want to win at home against Rotherham. Um, it gives it more of a sway to Rotherham in the fact that they haven't got fans, obviously. Uh, I still just don't think they'll win. I don't think they can win at the moment. I think Rotherham are dead. Um, and then I don't think at, any of us can win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so out of the two dead teams between us and Derby, I think we might squeak a last-minute winner. I think it might be 1-0 Wednesday. That would... <laughs> God. And imagine the scenes. Imagine the scenes. You'll see me naked around Fifth Avenue in New York. <laughs> I just have <laughs> libs in my house, Jeff. You, you you usually cut out from answering the question. Answer the. Question. I'm on Twitter at Jeff Pedrastro. I have this. <laughs> no. like, oh, come on, baby. Come I have on, this baby. bad feeling that like Rotherham gets like two first half goals or something. Just uh, it, like puts. I, just I have, ruins the that's whole. That's like day. my bad feeling. <laughs> that's my bad feeling. Um, uh, but one way or the well, other, fair. Fair. Will, uh, Gotta be honest. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's the Mets part, fans coming part, out. That's the Mets fan what part of the season, Justin, <laughs> has given you any hope for Saturday? However, whatever does happen, we'll see you here next week. <laughs>